All week long, we've noted the many 100% clubs for men. Every music director of the New York Philharmonic. Arturo Toscanini. John Barbaroli. Arthur Rudzinski. All the bylines in the April 29th issue of The New Yorker. William Finnegan. Yoni Brenner. John McPhee. There are some 100% clubs for women in the world, few of them associated with success and careers. In fact, the principal 100% club most noted for women, and the one we celebrate this weekend, is motherhood. The mama Amster eats a few of her babies to recoup, supposedly, some energy after giving birth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It is enough. That's actress and environmental activist Isabella Rosalini with a non-traditional look at some of the mothers of the animal kingdom. Also a 100% club for women, unless you include seahorses and some hermaphroditic worms. Rosalini has just released a new short film series called Mamas for the Sundance Channel, all about animal moms. She dresses up as a hamster, a spider, a wasp, and a bee, others. But she's very much herself here in our studios. Isabella Rosalini, welcome to The Takeaway. Thank you. It's great to be here. Mama, mama, mama. I mean, uh, the, the, the theme of all of these uh, videos and this series, and in many ways, uh, a lot of your most recent work is really deeply exploring how motherhood is about trade-offs, good planning, and sacrifice. Sometimes. Exactly. All of it combined. My interest is in animal behavior, and I've done several series, comical series on animal behavior, and this latest series, Mamas, is about different ways of being mothers. And some of them are self-sacrificing, but most of them are very opportunistic and very practical. Well, I love the practicality of paralyzing the big, huge caterpillar and having that be, of course, the source of food for of course, your babies. fresh meat for the baby. Yes. So the, the wasp doesn't kill the caterpillar, just inject the venom to paralyze it and then buries it paralyzed into the nest so that the baby can eat fresh meat. My films all start with an example of a mother frustrated because they are, you know, the refrigerator is broken and the baby food is spoiled or uh, um, another mother being so pregnant, having an enormous belly, she can't even tie her shoes. You know, different example of typical frustration that we felt as women and then wishing to be an animal. In your own experience with motherhood and family as a, as a very rarefied human, I would have to say, based on your own experience. How do you think your mother and you have oriented the question of life and work balances, been practical, dealt with the trade-offs? Because in many ways, yours is a story of having to balance life and career. Of course, and it's not my story. It's the story of the women of my generation, all of whom, not all of whom, but a, a big majority went to work, want to have a career before women worked because they had to work to help the family if one salary wasn't enough. But now there is a real desire for women to have a career. And though we have integrated completely, I think, in the world work of men, I am not shocked anymore if I, my doctor is a woman or if my lawyer is a woman, a judge is a woman. We totally accept that. And when I was a child, I remember that still people would say, oh, the plane has been flown by a woman. And there was either excitement or a chill down your spine or both. So now, nowadays we don't have that. Women are totally accepted. But what we haven't done was to integrate motherhood and family and work. So for us women who work and 
have a family, that has been the hardest. For my mom, it was the same, and I think it was probably harder for my mom. She worked because she passionately loved acting, and she couldn't help herself. She was used to say, I didn't choose acting, acting chose me. It was really, she lived it as it was a call. And I think more than me felt the conflict of working versus children, because there weren't met that many other women who were having mm. a career. So relying now upon your wisdom as uh, someone who knows about animal behavior <laughs> and uh, your insights into humanity based on your own experience, would you say your motherhood experience or your mother's motherhood experience most resembles a hamster, a toad, <laughs> or a spider? None. <laughs> but what was a relief was self-sacrifice. In fact, Darwin himself, Charles Darwin, wondered if his altruism, his self-sacrifice, was the definition of motherhood. But women uh, biologists nowadays looked at um, maternal instinct and they saw that this is not consistent, that there isn't always self-sacrifice. Mm. And that, to me, is also reassuring, that I don't have to be, that the essence of women is not self-sacrifice and giving and being altruistic. Um, it is good management, um, being know how to use your resources. That, to me, is liberating. What do you think we celebrate on Mother's Day that could possibly be of benefit to that poor spider that, um, <laughs> that sacrifices herself for all of the babies by turning herself into mushy food. Right. Spiders are cannibals, and so mm. there is one spider in Australia. And the spiders have very, very different behaviors. But there is a spider uh, called Niael Gandros, that is the ultimate example of self-sacrifice. When the babies come out, she... She transforms, she lets them eat her, but to help her eat her, she also makes her body into mush. She sort of starts digesting her own self for the baby. So she goes way beyond uh, breastfeeding or what we mammals do with our babies. <laughs> yeah, she talk about work life balance. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. pretty tough there for the spider. <laughs> um, uh, well, happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. And it's been great uh, talking to you. And uh, do you have, we've asked this question of so many people that we've spoken to this week, um, is there anything in your own life about work-life balance, uh, trying to maintain a family and maintain um, a uh, career um, that you did in the beginning that you look back on now and say, you know, that was pretty ridiculous. I didn't need to do that. <laughs> Not one that comes to mind, but a real strong wish that we can integrate family into our uh, work hours more. I don't know if it is as simple as having a, a nursery in an office or to schools not to stop at three but have a program until six so that it accommodates work. Um, little things like that. Even the fact that, you know... Um, I can if I go to dinner or lunch with a business partner, it's a tax deduction, but a babysitter isn't. There are these basic things that I think uh, I hope that it would change. That we could make the work-life situation Better. more hospitable. Well, absolutely, encourage practical maternal solutions, just exactly. like you talk about in your series. Uh, we're not as practical as the uh, wasp. No, we're not as practical. <laughs> Isabella Rossellini, thanks so much. Thank you. Isabella Rossellini's new series, premiering Sunday on Sundance, is called Mamas. 
From the mamas in the animal kingdom to all the humans out there who have been a part of our series this week, what uh, sorts of juggling trade-offs? Tell, tell us about them. Caleb from Joplin, Missouri wrote this. How about my three part-time jobs, part-time folk musician, just had a second child trying to make ends meet while paying off credit card debt. I run sometimes literally from job to home to job to kids, and I still need more work. Philadelphia, PA. My job does not allow me to have a personal life, let alone a family. I'm tired. Hey, get out this weekend, Philly. Call us at 8778-MY-TECH. Next week, we're broadcasting from Minnesota Public Radio, and we'll explore what the chair of the Senate Finance Committee, Max Baucus, recently described as a train wreck if Americans don't understand how the Affordable Care Act will have an impact on them. Thanks so much for listening. I'm John Hockenberry. This is The Takeaway. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex, of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.